Here we go again. It's Reset 67. We're going to be talking about the brand new Reset Store, a little CES Surface Laptop 3, some Synology, some Ubiquity, and the Griffin Router. Come on in. Let's go. This is Reset. It can be found at reset.fm. I'll be talking about anything that plugs in or takes batteries, mostly home automation, networking, home storage, and technology in general. Reset was inspired by a bent paperclip that has been sitting on my desk for years. It reminds me to be adventurous and have fun, because there's usually a reset button. Let's get started. All right, everybody, I'm your host, David McCabe. This is Reset 67, and we are, man, we're, we're at the end of December. I mean, Santa is about to drop his jolly butt down our chimney, and I know you're probably listening to this after Christmas, so that's okay. But this is your official Returning from Grandma's House podcast, and it is Reset67. Hey, follow me on the Twitter at McCabe. Let's see, what who am I? McCabe IO. That's how you can find me there and uh, keep up with all of my antics. We we have conversations out there, too. We can uh, You can always ask questions, so I really enjoy doing that. Okay, I'm going to try to keep this on track and not get off the rails here. So something I have been wanting to do for so long. You have no idea how long I've wanted to do this, and I have not felt either confident enough or comfortable enough to open a reset store. I mean, when I envisioned the, the reset podcast way back in the day, transitioning from home server show to reset, I wanted merch. I wanted a store, not only for you guys to to get something, but for me, because I like to, you know, I like to, I like to pimp the merch. I don't know what the kids are saying these days, but I like I like to uh, I like to have a shirt or something that lets you know who I am, what, what I what I listen to, what I'm a fan of, you know, things like that. So I've been putting it off and putting it off, and I finally get out my uh, my Photoshop chops, and I took the paperclip. And I've made shirts. I've I, actually I made a I made a logo. I had I had requirements, right? You know the reset logo. It's that square. It's got the paperclip in the middle. It's got uh, a, a thin font. When I when I made the logo, I wanted a thin, like windowy looking font. I th- I, what is the font? Segoy. I think it's Segoy UI font. And of course, the the paperclip is prominent in in everything I do, because I, I that's reset, right? The bent paperclip. This time, I thought I want I need something that spans chest, right? For a t shirt, I need something I can put on the chest, something I can put on your back, maybe on your sleeve. It has to look good, and I want it to be. I kind of wanted. I'm old, right? I'm I'm kind of older than dirt. I wanted it to be old school looking. So I chose this grungy old old font and it looks it looks old like me and I love it. So that's the first customer you got to make happy, right? Yourself. You got to be happy with it. Then if anybody else likes it, you like it. I, you know, we we all win. So I'm going to tell you that I'm going to tell the tell you the URL. I'm, I'm stepping all over myself. I'm so excited. I want to tell you about a few items, but you can go to reset.fm slash store. Now, 
that has been out there for a month or so, but I couldn't give it to you until I had merch in my hands, right? I had to make sure that I would wear it out in public before I gave it to you to purchase, to go out in public with, right? Okay. There's not only t-shirts, but I put it on a coffee mug. So I bought a coffee mug. It's a white mug. You can get white mug or black mug. I bought the white mug, put the black logo on there. It's got the uh, the paperclip, the bent paperclip, and the reset.fm. I think it looks good. It could stand to span around the coffee cup a little more if I'm critiquing it, you know, honestly, or be on the coffee cup two times, right? Like print it on one side, print it on the other side. But I'm okay with it. Or maybe put the paper clip on the other side. I'm okay with it though. I also bought um, and loaded up a, it's like a pencil. I'm going to call it a pencil bag. But what I'm going to use it for is for cables, right? Cable management that I travel with. There's two different sizes. They're not that expensive. And uh, it's got the reset logo on there. It's really canvassy. And I approve of that. I'm not going to take it down. So what my thoughts were is I'm going to buy one of everything. And if I don't like it, then I'll take it out of the store. And I will not let you buy it, right? Okay. So what I did is I bought a few shirts. Let me, I've got them all stacked up in my lap. So I bought each shirt. Now there are some like different levels of shirt. There are fitted shirts. There are just boxy t-shirts. And there are some of those, you know, just normal t-shirt cotton that's probably going to shrink, you know, three different sizes and it's a little like a rougher texture, right? You know those shirts, right? You've gotten some, I don't want to say cheap t-shirts, but you've gotten some cheap free t-shirts before and they're rough. So if you buy the cheap t-shirt, man, it's a t-shirt. It's great. It's fine. I'm holding one in my hand. I bought the Heather Gray look and I think it's fine. It's perfectly good. I cannot wait to wear my jaggedy looking logo and my paperclip out in public. It spans the chest from left to right. And I can't remember my dimensions on it, but I literally kind of fill the chest up. I'll try to get some pictures out on Twitter after this episode, y'all. Okay? I'm from the South. I can say (laughs) y'all. Okay. The next one I bought is... I Let me go to the store real quick because it is called reset.fm slash store... It's called either Comfort Fit or Soft, like super soft, extra soft. Maybe it's extra soft or tri-blend. I can't remember which one it is. But I bought, um, I think it's tri-blend, guys. Let me look at the tag. Does it say on the tag? We are learning together. I will try to, good God, the print is so small. I can't read that. But it is the softest material ever. I love this shirt. I cannot wait to wear it at CES. And it's a it's a heathered look. And that's what makes me think this is tri-blend. Because I like the heathered t-shirt. 
And in the store, I've got it in blue. I've got it in gray tri-blend. I've got it in chili red. And I've got, it's called Tri-Kelly. It's a green. It, it, it's so soft. I just, I just want to put it on right now. It's so soft. Okay, what else do I have? I bought a long sleeve. Now let me load up long sleeve t-shirt. I bought the darker, I think it's called, I think I bought heavy metal. Yeah, it's called heavy metal. So it's this darker charcoaly gray, right? And I put the black reset logo on it with the paperclip. And it's a little, I don't want to call it too light, but it's subdued, right? It's not like yelling out at you like I am that green t-shirt and with a white logo on it. It's very like understated and it's long sleeve and I love it. And of course I'm biased, but I love it, love it, love it. I also loaded in my store uh, zip-up hoodies. I have been such, I'm such a fan of zip-up hoodies right now that I can't stand it. I cannot have enough. What I bought is I did Heather Navy Denim. I think I did Heather Navy Denim. Maybe I did Heather Royal. No, that's, whoa, that's way too blue. I think I did Heather Navy Denim. So it looks, it looks like denim. It's really dark. Wow, on the site, it looks like charcoal. I I wouldn't, I wouldn't do charcoal. But maybe I need to look at the colors of my zip up hoodies. But I'm telling you, so it's super comfortable. And they come in two different flavors. One of us is called a French Terry. And on the inside of the French Terry is this like really, really, maybe, I don't know which one I bought. Which one did I buy? I don't know. I'm going to have to look back through this. See, the one I bought is um, really soft on the inside. And there's, there's another one called a sponge fleece. And I think the sponge fleece is a different, less cottony material. So you can look out there on the store yourself. Now, the thing I don't like about the zip-up hoodie is the reset logo goes on the back, right? And it's a hoodie. So if you don't have the hood on your head, it's kind of covering up the whole logo. You can see the paperclip, though. That's kind of what matters is the paperclip. I'm not doing this to advertise. I'm doing it, mainly I'm doing it for myself, right? I want to wear some merch, and I really, I kind of enjoy it. And the thing that put me over the edge about doing a merch store was there was this one guy I follow on YouTube and I watch a lot of his videos and he had a merch store and it, I don't know why this has never hit me before, but it was like, okay, if I buy a t-shirt from him, I get material goods and I'm also helping him, right? He gets a couple of dollars for his for his channel and payout. So I thought, you know, this is good. We both win, right? And that's kind of like Patreon. All the Patreon guys, they get something in return as well as, you know, helping me out, which is is Patreon is fantastic. I could I could not do this. I couldn't host the forums if I didn't have Patreon. Let me tell you. I just couldn't do it. The uh, ad revenue 
back in the day used to be, you know, phenomenal. And I, I don't have sponsors, so Patreon is really it. And that's, that's, it's a good thing. It is really a good thing for your small time podcaster. So please keep that up. If you're not going to do it for me, do it for someone. Patreon someone. It, it works and it is fantastic. So that's it. I got a merch store, reset.fm slash store. And I, I've opened it up. I may do a couple of modifications to a few things. So look for that. But there's men's t-shirts, long sleeve t-shirts, pullover hoodies, and zip up hoodies. I, I went ahead and put in uh, pullover hoodies as well because I know some folks like those. I don't like the pullover. But if you get the pullover, it puts the logo on your chest. So I do like that. So I may I may get one of those at, at some point. There's women's t-shirts. And of course, we talked about the accessories. So I loaded uh, coffee mugs, water bottles, uh, little notebooks, and the zip pouches. So you can get a blank journal or a lined journal. And it'll have the Reset FM logo on it. And uh, you can get... Uh, the, the zip pouches that we talked about. Now, I put a limited edition logo. I, I was just goofing around, and I did paperclip colon backslash reset.fm. I thought it kind of looked like, you know, C, D, you know, paperclip colon backslash reset.fm. So, I don't know. If you like that, cool. I, I ordered it on, I think I ordered it on my uh, pencil bag. And so, it's I'm calling it the limited edition reset <laughs> logo. So let me know if you like that. And I've got I've got more ideas about uh, maybe you know even a version two. So I think I think we can have some fun with this. And mainly because I want to wear this stuff. I don't want to push it on you too much. I want you to. I would love to see someone. It it would just. I would die if I saw someone out in public wearing this merch. So I'm sorry I couldn't get it to you before Christmas. I really wanted to. But again, I can't, just like when I recommend something um, on the show, on the, on, the, on, the, on the podcast, on the YouTubes, on the forums, if I wouldn't put my hard-earned money down on the table and say, yes, I will purchase this, then I just can't do it for you guys. So that's it. I spent... I spent north of $100 on my own reset merch. So if, yes, I will wear it. So I'm putting it out there. So let me know if you get it too. I'd love to see some photos of you uh, wearing it. And I believe there is a 100% satisfaction guarantee. And um, that's from the the uh, the company that I'm using. So if you don't like it, I guess you can send it back. I'm, I'm keeping my stuff. Okay, let's keep going. Sorry, I spent so much time on that. I, I, can you tell I'm excited? I do get excited around Christmas time because that means it is close to CES. CES 2020 right around the corner. And I'm going, I'm booked. I, I think I'm booked. I think I've got everything. I need to check on my car. I always get a car because I stay I stay everywhere. I'm all over the strip and I like to drive cer- certain places. So I really enjoy it, and I'm going, and I want to know, is there anything, what should I look at for Reset? I I plan on dialing it back this year. I'm going to kind of do the same things. I'm going to do two days 
at the Sands Convention Center. I'm going to do one day at the main hall, and then I'm going to leave my last day open. If I want to go somewhere, I'll go somewhere. If I don't, I'll go I'll go goof around in Vegas somewhere. Maybe just uh, go messing about. And I will spend the first weekends and the first week is all CES. And then the last weekend staying at the Venetian. And I'm going to play a little bit. We're going to do some gambling and have some fun. You know, do that Vegas thing. So what are you interested in? Is there something that's jumping out at you? to look at this year. Now, if you want to rewind and listen to me last year in December, I said 3D printers. I want to look more at 3D printers. And by golly, it's on my list again. And last year I looked a little bit, but I didn't I was I was so nervous. I don't know why I was nervous around the 3D printer people. There's so many of them. There's tons of printers. I don't want to sound I don't want to sound dumb. I just don't know enough about the industry. It was It's a little intimidating to me. I would love to know more. I would love to be able to, you know, pop out some parts. I really want to get into this, but I kind of, I don't want to make mistakes jumping in the first, you know, jumping into the pool. I don't want to make mistakes. I'd, I'd, I'd love for someone to, I need to borrow. I need to borrow a printer or go down to one of those, uh, IOT, you know, community shops and and just do some printing. I have ideas. My kids, they have a printing pen. Like you hold it and you can draw things and it prints plastic and you have all the, you know, the plastics you can use, colors. And I've made things with that. I've literally made 3D objects with that. And it's very difficult. And you can kind of make a piece and then use the pen and hot glue itself to another piece, you know, because it comes out warm. And you can just make all the pieces. If you can envision it in your head, make all the pieces and then put them together, it's it's possible. You can do that. So that's kind of what I want to get into is making parts and things and being inventive. I don't, you know, I don't want to print a baby Yoda. And stick it on my desk. I do not want all that crap all over, all over my desk. You know, good on you if that crap is all over your desk. But I don't want to print dragons and Yodas and Tie Fighters. Oh, maybe a Millennium Falcon would be cool. But no, I don't want to. I don't want to print that stuff. That's that's fine if you do. I I'm thinking parts. I'm thinking something to help me. You know, cable management or you know whatever parts I want to print stuff that makes things work right so what else are we going to look at I'm interested man this year I'm super interested in cameras I know a lot of you don't like to do that cameras I love cameras I I have come to be such a camera geek and I blame everybody out on YouTube the podcast sphere Mike Howard I blame all you guys for getting me into cameras and my love of the hardware and taking something out of that camera and putting it on your screen and making it pretty. I love doing that. I really, really, really love doing that. Um, Storage. I'm still a storage geek. Huge storage geek. So I like to talk storage. I'm still IoT geek. 
I will spend a lot of time just walking around, talking with vendors, and being a geek on storage. I'd like to talk with Wise, with Ring, with Synology, with QNAP, you name it, all of the IoT people out there I want, I'm going to be talking to. And I've got appointments already. Uh, Seagate, I can't wait to talk with those guys and see what they're up to, uh, making these hard drives ginormous. And I'm excited. So if there's something that you would like me to look at, please, by all means, uh, hit me on Twitter. And Twitter, I send out a lot of photos when I'm in Vegas. So maybe you should be on that and um, and uh, and and watch, you know, have fun. What am I going to do? What am I going to publicize? Last year I did a couple of videos and I did one podcast, right? I don't like to hammer on CES for the entire first quarter of the year. I don't. You guys know I don't like to do that. And I like to move on and start talking about some gear. You know, refer back to it, but I don't like to go on and on and on. So usually I dump it all into the first couple of episodes and then we're done. So I'm I'm really going to try to not get a lot of review gear because Last year, I couldn't get through my review gear. And you're thinking, Dave, you only put out like 10 videos last year. And you're right. I didn't do a lot of videos last year. And I still couldn't get to some of the review units that people sent me, right? So, and I've tried sending the gear out to trusted, you know, reviewers that are in my circle. And that's never worked. I've been burnt on that many times. And so I'm not going to do that. Um, I even did it with Patreon, and that didn't work. So I'm like, gosh, I cannot win. So either I do it myself or I don't do it at all. And I'm kind of kind of leaning towards the not doing it at all. It's got to really blow me away before I will take a review unit. So I'm just throwing that out there now because I still owe uh, – the biggest one I owe is uh, it's called the Griffin Router. And this episode is pretty much going to be, it's, it's like a who's who of my network as it stands today. I'm still using the Griffin router and I cannot recommend it enough. This thing is, I don't know why it captured me and grabbed a hold of me because first of all, it's fast, it works, it has great Wi-Fi and it's got good parental controls. And it's, it's a single box, covers about 3,000 square feet, and I thought it did very well on the fringes. And I have a very difficult house to paint with Wi-Fi. So I'm thinking, maybe cut that down to a 2,000 square foot house and you've got a really good solution. As long as you're not putting it you know, in the basement, surrounded by a bunch of metal, which is what I did. <laughs> and I still got pretty good signal. But as long as you're not doing that, the Griffin router, is it's a good solution. Now, it has some it has some faults, guys. I will I will be the first one to admit that it has some faults. It's expensive. So when I was looking at it, it was upwards of three hundred dollars. Now, right now, you can get into it for one ninety nine. A two pack is the big savings of three ninety nine. So that see, there's the problem right there. There's your problem, Griffin. It's too expensive. So 
I don't even know if I'm supposed to say this, but they do plan on coming out with little pucks. Like I say puck, I mean that in a in a nice way. Um, you know, distributed mesh gear. Even though the Griffin, you buy two of these, they will mesh to each other. They will talk to each other. And I I can't imagine you spend 400 bucks on the two pack of the Griffin, I you're going to be like completely taken care of in a big house. I think you're going to be just inundated with Wi-Fi. I would wholeheartedly recommend this system except and I'm wagging my finger for that price. That price is a killer. So that's where their new uh, their three pack comes in, and it's called the Guardian. I had to stop and look this up because I thought it was supposed to be out by now, and I thought, didn't I see this in my email that it's out? And it looks like it's uh, release date of 2020 January. So I imagine we're going to see this at CES. There's going to be some kind of press release on this. It comes in a three pack. It is um, so the the regular Griffin device is AC three thousand. And the three pack is AC twelve twelve hundred. So, um, it's going to cover more square feet because it comes in that three pack, and it's going to be a little easier to put around the house. It's not as big either. The Griffin box is a, it's a huge box. It's I mean it's pretty. It uh, it looks like someone took a, a I don't know a twelve inch fifteen inch rectangle and just twisted it twisted it kind of in half and just let it sit and it it glued there it's probably 12 inches tall it's pretty it's big it's so that means it's got some nice antennas in it right some of the cool stuff about this product is the uh, parental controls and security i can't just say parental controls because people think oh just pause the wi-fi to get little billy to come to dinner well, yes, you can do that. That's the easiest thing you can do. But you can also assign... So my kids all have a school iPad, a home iPad. One of them has a phone. One of them has a gaming PC. They both have Xboxes. You know, you assign all that stuff to them. So if someone does anything, you know, raunchy or naughty, it will block it, first of all, because you can uh, assign... Like, this is an elementary school child, right? So he can not go to, you know, any any bad stuff. And you can say, this is a high schooler or this is an adult. Let them go wherever they want. They can choose to see what they want to see. It's, it says it has ad blocking. Uh, I don't... I. I don't see a whole lot of ad blocking. But I, I like, like, I have a lot of my stuff in, uh, in a group. And, um... I am monitored myself, but uh, just because I like to enjoy the security of the system. And VPN blocking and ad blocking, I think, are, I think are some of the most hardest things to do for these companies. And I don't know if anybody does it well, besides unless you're going to do, you know, like a Raspberry Pi hole or do something very specific uh, that's way too geeky for someone as a, as a home user. So what I like to do is recommend this device for houses and consumers that need one device, right? I, I've kind of stopped recommending the 
the big ginormous gaming routers, right? With the five billion antennas, it looks like an alien ship landing in someone's, you know, home. And I will, I'll say, hey, do you, I don't think you know this company, but G R Y P H O N, and I know the guy. Trust me, I have talked with this guy for like three years in a row at CES. I know him, and I trust that he's going to do right by us. And I have his device. And I run it in my house. That's that's like I said earlier with the T-shirts. That's how you know I'll, if I will pay for it. If I will run my family's internet service through it, then I recommend it, right? And I can't recommend this anymore. Now, where they have failed me has been the multiple devices. When I need to get three thousand, four thousand, five thousand square feet of coverage, or I really need, you know, someone's got a difficult house, like really difficult house and I need to put Wi-Fi in certain corners like someone you know recently had an office that was just way out of the way and I'm like why can't you just we just need to use Ethernet here and he's like no I like my laptop I'm just going to use my laptop I need Wi-Fi that works in here I need it to be strong well I could get 2.4 in there from way far away but it was just it was way too slow so we need distributed Wi-Fi, and that's where the Eero comes in handy. So, you know, you if you put that in the right spots, you can get some really strong Wi-Fi there. So I'm really excited about his new product, the Griffin Guardian. I don't even know if I'm supposed to be saying that. Am I supposed to? Was there anything? I don't think there was any NDA on that. So I hope I'm not in trouble with them. I will find out at uh, CES. I will certainly find out if I'm going to be in trouble. But you can pre-order now. I believe a single unit's around $100. A three-pack is around three, wait, $249, I think, for this. So I think we're going to be taken care of with this. And I say we that, um, I say we because I like to recommend. I I have to have things in my pocket to recommend for someone and it's not out yet, so I can't recommend it yet. I can't say, hey, just wait for this. It's going to be great. I can't do that. That that puts kind of a bad uh, look on myself and my company. Right now, I go with Eero. I, I have to admit, I go with Eero because it's easy, it's app-based, and it um, it's easily purchasable, right? And they came out with that new three-pack that costs next to nothing, and I recommend that. If I'm going into a business and they need rock-solid Wi-Fi, it's Netgear all the way. I That's my that's my go-to. It's Orbi. I use Orbi. I use Orbi Pro if I need to. But um, that, that Wi-Fi is, is solid. I mean, it really is solid. I don't even go with the Netgear small business solutions where they have, they, Netgear has access points and switches that all work together really nicely and they can ceiling mount them and it's all fun and I don't even do that. I don't, I definitely don't do ubiquity because I don't want to manage someone's network, right? I'm not in for the manage dollars. I'm in for the uh, get in, get out dollars. That's it. I just want to install, make them happy, uh, call me if something breaks, unless it's a printer, and and we'll move on. That's it. I love Orbi for that. Um, I usually ask, do you are you A L E X A, or do you do the uh, the 
Google thing. And then I will go from there. And I, I start interviewing them. Do you have a thermostat? What do you use? Do you, what, what's, on your, what's in your kitchen, right? Who do you yell at for recipes and timers? And kind of go from there. And I, I mix up, I keep hitting my microphone. I mix up Eero, the Google Wi-Fi, because they got that new three-pack. And I think it's better than the old three-pack. And uh, Nick Gear Orby for business all the way. So I'm always open, though. I'm always open. So I can't wait to see what CES has. You know what I said earlier. I'm not going to take any review units. You know I'm lying to you, don't you? Someone's going to get me. And I think it's going to be Wi-Fi 6, don't you? Don't you think this is the year for Wi-Fi 6? I mean, last year was the year for Wi-Fi 6, but it really wasn't. You know, it really wasn't. And I'm probably going to see some 5G, some some this some that. And I really would like Wi-Fi 6 to become more prevalent I really, really would like people to get control of 10G Ethernet. I want more than gigabit Ethernet, and I want it to be simple and affordable. You know, that mainly that's switch makers. We need switch makers to get this done. And and the NAS NAS boxes, you know, QNAP and Synology, just put that port in your box. Maybe put a single gigabit port, but definitely put a 10 gigabit port. I want them all. I want them all. Okay, I don't recommend Ubiquity, even though I'm still running that at home. I told you this is going to be a who's who of the Reset headquarters, what you're, what I'm still running here at home, and I'm still running it, and I love it. So I know I told you on the last podcast that I bought the Ubiquity Dream Machine, and it is a dream machine, I think, because it honestly, it's still in the box. Okay, why, Dave? Why is it still in the box? Because do you realize how difficult it's going to be to pull down your entire Ubiquity Wi-Fi system, turn it off, turn on the Dream Machine, and start over? It's going to be, it's going to take some work. So, because my plan was to put that in the central location with the cable modem instead of down in the basement and run it as a single device for a little while and see how long we can work as a family on that device because it has a built-in switch, it has a built-in router, and it has the built-in cloud key, and it has the built-in Wi-Fi. It is a dream machine. I just can't get it up and running yet. I really do. And then you can also add in your other access points. Your other access points. And I've got some outside. I've got some in the basement. I've got one in my office. So it's I have a messy Wi-Fi system, but it works. Now, it could be better. Granted, it could be better, but it still works. So, I guess if any of you have bought the Dream Machine, let me know. Maybe I won't make as many mistakes as I think I'm going to make trying to get that thing running. Okay, what'd you get on Black Friday? I'm really interested in what you guys shop for on the Black Friday. Are you shopper for other people or are you a shopper for yourself me a little bit of both Mm, mainly mainly a personal shopper so i got a few things so prior to black friday i did buy the dji mavic mini now i got i gotten some word that it was coming and i ended up selling my spark because i thought you know it's going to be harder to sell spark after the mini comes out. So 
I'm going to sell Spark now, and I got I got top dollar for it. And I sold it to uh, someone that I hope is enjoying it, because I really loved my Spark. It was just a two-axis gimbal, though, and I, I was like, I, I would like a three-axis gimbal. And the price is right on the Mavic Mini. So I did buy that. I've flown it quite a bit, and it's a great it's a great drone. It's way light. I mean, it it's way too light. It's uh, It gets blown around in the wind, and I don't like that. So we'll see how long how long it lasts me, right? And I don't mean by until I crash it into a lake, but how long I will stick it out because I want to travel with it first. I would like to travel with it and uh, get it out and do some travel video with it. So that's kind of my, that's kind of my main goal. I also did some camera shopping. I picked up my first real GoPro. I, now I have a, like off-brand GoPro. It's not really a GoPro, right? It's a cheapie, but I like it. I could do a lot of, I did a lot of time-lapsing with it. I bought the GoPro Hero 8 Black. Now, I was comparing the Hero 8 Black with the DJI Osmo Action Cam. I was comparing those two. And if you think back a year, last year CES, I took the DJI Osmo Pocket, which is a good camera. It's got that little gimbal head on the top. But I found that just the way I want to shoot and film, it's not working for me. It was a nice little gimbal. It's a nice little camera. It just didn't fit my lifestyle. And my lifestyle is either a big camera on my hip or something in my pocket. And I reached for my phone more than I reached for the Osmo Pocket. So definitely sold that. Bought the Hero 8 Black, which I really like. <clears throat> I've had to get used to it because it's been a while since I've had a real um, a real GoPro. I've, I've had the, um, oh, what is it called? A Hero Session. It's just, it's a screenless little camera. I've had that before. And the Hero 8 Black is phenomenal for um, keeping the uh, a steady shot stabilization it's phenomenal it can get super wide you can go way many frames per second i can't even quote you what it can do but i mean like i think it's like 1080p 120 frames per second it's crazy slow i love that and it's got this hyperlapse feature i love the hyperlapse feature so i used it once so think about it as so I'll give you I'll give you how I used it. I was in uh, New York for Thanksgiving, and we were at uh, the Statue of Liberty, and we were coming down the stairs of the Statue of Liberty, and I started hyperlapse mode. It's almost like a time lapse mode, but it's like you can walk with it. So it does little time lapse mode while you're walking. So you kind of look like stop motion. It's a really cool looking look, especially going downstairs. It's like da, 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 down the stairs, down the stairs. And then you can tap the, tap the screen to come out of hyperlapse and go right and go to go into video recording. And then you can show something. You can pan around and look at something and then bring it back to your 
you know, where I was putting it kind of at my chest, holding it with my arms to go down the stairs and then hit the button again and it goes back into hyperlapse mode. And you keep going down, 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 come out, show something, pan, back to hyperlapse. It's really a cool effect. And if you watch YouTube at all, and you've probably seen this kind of effect, so it's built into the camera. It's really slick. Now, as soon as I got back from New York, I haven't used it again, but I plan on, I think I plan on using this camera at CES to see what I can do, Uh, get some super wide stuff, and it's got such good stabilization. It's really, really a slick camera, and I feel like I got a good deal on a Black Friday deal, and I was was very happy with it. Uh, Best Buy put it on sale. They had their Black Friday doorbuster deal on this, and it started the the week of Thanksgiving. It was on Monday. So it started on Monday. I was really happy with that. I was like, I told them, I said, I appreciate this. I cannot be here on Thursday. I would like to use it this week and I can't, I can't be here for a doorbuster. So I appreciate you putting this on sale. So I I think a lot of stores did that this year, you know, put some doorbusters and stuff on sale. So it was really cool. Again, I went to New York, had a great time, watched the Macy's parade and uh, with my Hero 8, and I've been, uh, other Black Friday deals, I was looking at cameras, so I've been going back and forth, back and forth on cameras, I'm really a mav- uh, uh, I'm really an amateur when it comes to cameras, and I try to educate myself as much as possible, and some of the things that I really enjoy about tech is the research, and I don't know why, why is the uh, the hunt so much why is it so enjoyable, right? It's like the kill is good. You have it, you're, you own it, but it's that hunt. There's so much involved in the hunt that overshadows the actual capture, right? I don't know why that is. I, I really like the hunt. And so I'm still on that hunt. I did not buy anything for, um, for Black Friday with the, in the camera department. I did sell my Lumix camera. I went ahead and sold that. I still have a lot of lenses. I thought I was going to go with a better Lumix camera. But I think I've talked myself into a different brand of of camera body. What's uh, all together? I think I may go with a Sony. And I know all you Nikon and camera people, or Canon people are out there going, Dave, what are you doing? Camera people are crazy. I'm going to tell you that just right off the bat. Camera people are crazy. And I, I don't feel that I'm crazy. I just, I need something that, you know, it, I shoot the way I shoot. So I like to do something. And I, I like a hybrid camera. Uh, good video, good, good, uh, good stills. So I'm still shopping. I'd love to have something before CES, but that's not going to happen. What else did I, I think that's it, guys. But one thing. I want to talk to you about, I did pick up on a Black Friday deal was Surface Laptop 3. So Surface Geeks is riding again because I am loving my Surface Laptop 3. I I really am. Now, I I went in after it was released and coveted all over (laughs) that, that gear. And I went back and forth, back and forth. I was looking at the Surface Pro X, you know the one that runs Windows 10, but it's not an Intel-based processor, right? 
It's a Qualcomm processor. And it's it's gotten its share of hard knocks in the reviews because it doesn't run certain apps. It doesn't run 64-bit Windows apps like Photoshop and Lightroom. So yes, it has had pretty much a difficult time in the reviews. But I still I still to this day want it. I I covet that device. I want it so bad because it is so portable. It is so portable. If I was still on Google's Project Fi, I think I would have bought it because I could have thrown a SIM in there and used data on my plan. As it stands now, I, I'm on T-Mobile. I have to pay for extra SIMs. It's an account. So that's not fair. It's a tablet account. But um, that's another story. I need to tell you my Project Fi to T-Mobile transition and why I did so. the big five person you guys know that um but the laptop as was it's phenomenal purchase now i could not i did not buy it in store i bought it online for i waited and waited and waited and i put it off and i put it off and i put it off and i bought it online while i was traveling in new york and to have it arrive at home i got it on their special they had their special was you got the next level up, right? There, there, there started a level of Surface Laptop 3. It was at $9.99. And then you get the, the next level up was like $12.99. But the Black Friday special, you got that next level up for $9.99. Win, 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 right? Now, I was looking at them prior to that, and I was going to get one. I was going to get the Pro X. I'm like, I hope I'm calling that the right name. I was going to get that and use my military discount. I don't use the military discount a lot. I don't I don't flaunt that. I don't seek that. But Microsoft makes it real easy. They put it front and center. Students, teachers, police officers, military. Take Please, 10%, take this. They do it a lot. Um, Lowe's does it. So I do frequent those people when I'm shopping when they do that but I don't I don't like seek it out right veterans day I don't go out and get free breakfasts and stuff but I was going to do that with the pro x because it knocks off a lot of money it's 10 percent. that's a good discount the black friday doorbuster was even better on surface laptop now they didn't do it on the pro on the x so and I pretty much convinced myself, no, I need the laptop. I don't want the Pro 7. Uh, it was a good, it was actually cheaper. If I could have lived with the Pro 7, it was actually cheaper. But I need something that I can lap. I know you're going to yell at me. You can lap the Surface, Dave. It's fine. No, you can't. <laughs> you need the laptop. That's why they came out with a laptop. And second of all, it's a beautiful piece of hardware. It is gorgeous. It is is just amazing. Now, the metal ones, not the Alcantara, whatever that fabric is, I wasn't very vocal about it my first run through, but I do not like the fabric. Do not like the fabric on the laptop. It drives me crazy. I know some of you like it. Some of you prefer it. You love it. No, it's wrong. I, I... I will argue with you till the the cows come home on that. It, it's it's just it's wrong. I don't like it. Sorry, Microsoft. Sorry, Panos. I know you guys still listen. 
I don't, I do not like it. And, um, the stains I've seen on them are just awful. Now, maybe the new, the new versions of them are better, but, um, I do not like it. So they, they actually came out, they have full metal versions. You can get it in black and silver and, oh, it's beautiful. Oh, it's so pretty. And I'm actually thinking about getting some D brand skins and, uh, putting on the, putting around it to kind of protect it. And it makes it look really cool too. But really, you should just do the metal and just show it off and because it's gorgeous. And it's very zippy. I love it. Uh, it's just the base model, Core i5, 8 gigs of RAM, 256 SSD. I think that should be the base model. I don't think anything else ever should be in the running for a device. Not the M3, not the i3, not a Celeron, nothing. It should be i5, 8 gigs of RAM, 256 not i5 4 gig of ram that's wrong not i5 8 gigs of ram 128 sd ssd that's wrong it has to be core i5 8 gigs of ram 256 minimum if i had unlimited wallet of course i've got an i7 i would buy 16 gigs of ram or 32 gigs of ram and a 512 SSD. I would not hesitate if I had unlimited budget because Adobe programs love processor and RAM. They love it. They eat it up. So a lot of the programs I use love processor and RAM, but I've been happy with what I purchased. And what Microsoft does is they, when you buy in the holiday season, they give you till January 31st you can return that through January 31st because if it's a gift, they give you plenty of time for that person to return that gift and get something else if they want to. I I find that absolutely amazing about these companies that can do that with this gear. So super happy with it. Now, I had a rough start. Let me tell you I had a rough start. The laptop loaded up fine, started using it and Instantly, I mean, almost in the first hour, started having problems with opening the device, opening the lid, having it come out of sleep and not get stuck. It would get stuck or it would shut down. And it had some type of hardware glitch in there. It kept throwing errors in Event Viewer, uh, hardware, fatal hardware error or something. And I did RAM tests on it and I did looking in the event viewer and I, you know, I kind of sat back and I said, Dave, in your first 24 hours owning this device, it has shut itself down several times. You've dug into the event viewer and you've had to do RAM tests. That is the wrong out of box experience for this device. I said, okay, I'm taking this back. So I said, that's, that's it. I, yes, I did continue to look at it, but I'm thinking as a consumer, consumers don't even know what event viewer is. Most of them, right? But, and, and how to do the windows built in Ram test. Cause I really thought it was a Ram issue, right? It was going to sleep and not waking up nice. And, uh, actually it was dying. There was one point it just stopped. The screen froze completely stopped. I had to hard, hard restart it. And, um, so there was it was a sick laptop. There was something wrong with it. 
And I'm mentally preparing my brain for that return. Because you're talking thousands of dollars here, right? It's a lot of money. And thousands. It's, it's grand, right? Plus tax. But mentally, I'm preparing myself for the ensuing battle of the technician that how dare he question my ability to troubleshoot a computer. Sonny, have, do you realize how long I've been troubleshooting computers longer than you've been on this planet you know i'm 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 gearing myself up for this battle and i'm i'm ready and i reset the device i gently place it in it's all it's plastic and put it in its box i walk into a microsoft store and i say i bought this online and it's it keeps shutting off on me it's not a good device and so Guy doesn't even hardly look at me. He grabs his 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 waistline, clicks the button, goes, "Hey, we need a hardware tech out here." You know, Surface. And uh, I'm like, "Oh crap! They're gonna put me through the ringer with some kind of hardware guy that thinks uh that thinks I'm a moron." And a couple minutes went by, and nothing happened. And he came over to me again. He says, "What was it doing?" I said, "It was just shutting off." He goes, "Well," I said, "I've already reset the device. It's completely cleaned." So he's like. All right, he said, need a Surface 256 out here? So they brought me a new box and uh, just simply swapped it out. I mean, just swapped it out. What they had to do was refund my online purchase, and I had to repurchase at that point. So I'm hoping that my, my return period is out to January 31, which I think it is. I'm pretty sure it is. But probably don't need it because this one's running perfect. It's never hiccuped. Well, it hiccups during a Windows uh, upgrade. Um, but it it hasn't done anything like the first one. The first one was, it was wrong. It was a sick device. I hope they recapture it and figure out why it was so sick. But I didn't feel like I should do any more than I did. Now, I could have reset Windows and reloaded everything and gone through the pain again to see if it was just a couple of bits that got out of place during the windows load but i i just i think it was a hardware something was wrong in the hardware and the event viewer showed it and said fatal fatal hardware event or something and it was always a couple of minutes prior to the lockup it would log that error and then it, it would lock up and it's easy to find because you just find the uh the startup you know routine to the uh you know, to that end routine, there's a little couple minute gap and it was, it was easy to find in the event viewer. It was a very sick, sick machine. And right now it's, it's amazing. I love it. Only thing I don't like about surface laptop and surfaces, surface eye in general is the power plug. Don't like it. I kind of, I, I, I've done very well in not comparing to my past devices, which were all MacBooks. I've had MacBooks for a very long time, and they have the built-in power brick. The power brick itself hangs on the wall and plugs in. And I find that very convenient. I really, 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 really do. Surface is a two-foot plug, power brick, and a curly, getting kinked up, black cord that goes into the surface power 
thing that clicks in magnetically. Now, I'll give you this. It does find its home. If you jiggle with it on the right side of the laptop, it will click in and start charging. It finds it like the maglock of yesteryear of Surface or of uh, MacBook, MacBook Pro. It'll do it. It finds it. It's fine. It does have the little USB on the power block, but I don't like that power block laying on my desk or laying wherever I'm working, just out in the open. I I just don't like it. A lot of times, power plugs are right there beside you. They're not on the floor. This is a floor power strip all the way because it has the little cable that comes up. But I, I don't like that. I really don't. So... I don't feel, I, I think that needs a redesign. Surface guys, we need to, we need to redesign that. Or give me an option. Maybe this, maybe this even exists. Give me an option to do the travel, travel plug like the Mac power adapter and make it USB-C. I know that's going to piss Panos off, right? I, I want USB-C because if I'm not charging my laptop, I can charge my phone. I, that is the only way to go. And I can't believe Apple didn't do it this last time. But that is, when you have that, it is super duper slick. Let me tell you, super duper slick. So I had a MacBook that had USB-C and I had my Pixel phone and had one charger for both (laughs) because I I rarely charge them at the same time, you know, around the house, I'm saying. So click, done. It was, it was really good. It was good to have that. All right, have I bored you enough with my... That's Black Friday for me. I'm telling you, I bought for myself. I bought for myself. All right, Wise. I've been buying a lot of Wise stuff, and I want to talk with these guys when I get out to CES. They came out with a lock, and it's kind of like an August lock. If you're not into the IoT scene, then you're kind of lost right now because I've said Wise and August. But if you're into the IoT scene... You've probably already seen the Wise stuff. They have a, a little uh, little IoT kit that comes with a motion sensor, a door sensor, and a little hub that sticks in the back of your camera. The cameras are awesome, and uh, they are really, they're killing it. Wise is just knocking it out of the park. I think they're really doing some cool stuff. So I'm going to talk with those guys. Synology, not a lot. Well, I mean, I, I shouldn't say that. Not a lot has come out, but they come out with stuff all the time. But I wanted to mention one thing in particular. It's the Disk Station 120J. Now, what that means, Disk Station DS, one, one it's a single bay, two, two zero, 20, 2020. J means, I don't know what it means. It means entry level. It doesn't mean, it doesn't have a b- very big processor of, at all. So I picked up, the last year version of this, DS-119J, which is single bay, 2019J. It's single bay. It's not, a, it's not a workhorse. Don't get it to transcode Plex, you guys, and don't complain about it. It To me, it's a starter NAS for someone that needs to back up PCs to it, or it's a second NAS for all you uh, data-hungry guys out there. I wholeheartedly recommend this box especially if you already have a Synology NAS. If you have a Synology NAS this thing is a no-brainer. You can find it anywhere from 100, 100 bucks to 125 bucks. usually. You may even get one on eBay uh, you know like a new or an open box or something. 
And it comes with a two-camera license. You could run surveillance station on it. You're not going to run, you know, 16 cameras off of this thing, but you can run a couple. You can merge those two camera licenses onto your main NAS, and you can use the two cameras on that system, and they end up talking with the main NAS. So you open one window, and you see all your cameras. It's really cool. I mainly recommend this thing as a backup target. So you buy this, you find a nice external drive on sale, and you shuck that drive. Uh, Schoondoggy in the Reset Forums just recently posted, I don't know, it was a huge, huge hard drive. And it was shuckable. I, I, I asked, is this shuckable? <laughs> Shuck means you take the hard drive out of the enclosure and put it in some type of internal machine, which would be the NAS. So you do that, you save money, and you have a nice, it's going to be low speed, but it's a nice backup target. You use a Synology app called Hyper Backup. You create the target as the other NAS, and you back up your main NAS to this. Now, it may not have enough room. Let's say you have a five-disc a four-disc or a five-disc NASC, and you've got tons of stuff. Well, it may not all fit on that single bay, but you can back up what counts, right? Like I do this, I back up the photos and the videos of the family and our public, uh, I, I, I shouldn't call it public, our our home drives, right? The stuff that where I put my documents and, and things like that, so... The address labels in the Excel spreadsheet that gets backed up to the second NAS. So I, I like to do that. So, and you can't beat the price. So that's a good deal. So that's DS120J. And I'm going to talk with Synology out at CES. I can't wait to see those guys again. That's always fun. Um, you know, for, as long as we're talking backups, I also recommend taking that uh, external drive and just attaching it to your Synology as a USB target and backing up your entire Synology, if you can, to that USB drive. I do it in multiple different ways with multiple different USB drives. I'm So I'm looking into a new way of doing it. Um, and ex- I need to experiment with this, and that is... When you do a backup to a USB drive, you can tell, or you can have Synology unmount that USB drive. Now, if that USB drive is unmounted, it is not seen anywhere on the network, right? It's powered on, which sometimes if it unmounts, it will power off by itself, but it no longer is susceptible to bad stuff. I'm thinking ransomware, right? Let's say... You did nothing wrong, but your NAS gets targeted somehow. Someone brings something into your network, and your NAS gets just blown away. Well, chances are your second NAS that you've backed up everything gets blown away too. It's all encrypted. But that USB drive that is unmounted, attached to your NAS, it's not reachable. It's not reachable because it's unmounted, right? So you've got your stuff. You're still good. You you wipe all your drives, throw them away, whatever you want to do, and you still got all your data. So what I'm 
going to experiment with, and I think we talked about this probably a year ago. There's a guy out there on the Reset Forums, Robert S. Um, I don't know how to pronounce his uh, his uh, handle. Spiver, Spiver, Spiver. I know his last name. I don't want to say it. Um, but he said that he was doing that with uh, an IoT device. And I'm thinking, here's how it's going to work. I haven't verified this, y'all. Remember, I'm from the South. I can say y'all. You take your IoT plug and you have it turn on, let's say at 3 a.m. Turn on at 3 a.m. The USB drive starts spinning up, right? It's got power attached to it. It's got USB 3 attached to it. So it's happy. It will spin up. Synology mounts mounts it because it, it turned on. It's just like plugging it in brand new. Synology is going to mount it, right? And it's back up. It backs up. Bam, 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 bam. And then you tell IoT device to shut the power off. You know, you're going to have to pre-select the time. It's not going to know, hey, it's done. Let me turn off now. Maybe you tell it at 4 o'clock. Or if your backups are already done and it has to do just incremental, like add some files, it could that backup could be done in two minutes. You tell it at 3.05 a.m., power off, right? You know, maybe you, you need to make it a little longer so it doesn't shut off in the middle of a, in case you have, you know, added a big file or something. But it would power that USB off and then, so it unmounts. Boom, it's unmounted. And then reapply the power at 3 a.m. So here's what I don't know. If Synology unmounts it after backup and you power it off with your IoT plug and then you power it back on with your IoT plug, Will it remount? I'm thinking so. And I think uh, Robert S. told me it will. And I just haven't tested it. And it should be the easiest thing to test. I just haven't had the time to do that. So yes, my USB drive is attached. So I have to be careful. No no ransomware, please. I'm smiling right now because here's what I guarantee will happen. <laughs> After this podcast airs, there's going to be a post. <clears throat> there's going to be a post in the reset forums started by Spiber, and he's, he's going to address this very thing, and he's going to fix this for us. I'm throwing it out there. Challenge, boom. I, I can count on that. He would do it even if I didn't challenge him. He's a smart guy, and he's, uh, he's great to have in the community. And like all you guys out there in the Reset Forums, you know, all, you, all the admins, uh, Chris, Kevin, all you guys out there, I so appreciate all my forum admins and um, guys out there deleting the posts that come in with links on them and, and, and all the bad people that come out and try to sell us, uh, sell us all the crap that they try to sell us. Uh, all the listeners out there, Man, it's it's great to have you. Uh, I know I haven't been as uh, as weekly as I should be. Patreon subs, you guys make it happen. I mean, this year, 2019, has been great because of you. If you're a contributor or you're just a silent reader, you know, that helps. I, I love it all. And um, you, you make Reset happen. It's a community, and it started with Home Server Show. And granted, it's gone through its paces. It's been home automation forums. It's been Surface Geeks, Home Server Show. It's been Reset. It's all kinds of stuff that whatever is. Well, I, didn't I start another one? Um, 
I started another one. I can't believe I did that to you guys. Uh, I had so many forums going. Smart watches, right? Didn't I start a watch? Uh, what was I thinking? Just keep it. Just keep it in the storage, right? Keep it real. It's been fun. 2019 has been a blast. I appreciate it. I can't wait for 2020. I can't wait to keep podcasting. I want to get. I want to get you guys some more Surface Geeks. That's been one of my goals. Get you some more Surface Geeks. And you know about the two, the two Yahoos I'm talking about, right? I want to talk about more Microsoft Gear. Um, I I envision a big year for Microsoft Gear. Um, that's if I keep my Surface Laptop 3. Don't tell anybody because I really want a new camera and they're expensive. <laughs> I think I could just come up to my desktop, right? And uh, live without the uh, live without the laptop. Probably not, but I see a big year for uh, Surface Gear. And we need to talk about that. We really need to talk about that. And I'm going to sign off. Thank you so much. It's been an hour. And uh, let me know. I like the feedback. I like to talk to you about the episode on the Reset Forums. So go to ResetForums.com. It's just the old HomeServerShow.com um, uh, URL. And it goes straight to that. Reset.fm slash store. Order some gear. I will have stickers with me at CES. If I see anybody I know, ask me for a Reset FM sticker. Um, I probably will not give you my t-shirt off of my back, but I swear to God, if I see someone in a Reset FM sticker, I would just, I would have a cow. I literally would have a cow. I would probably like give you something right then and there. I need to have a special prize, don't I? I need to have a special prize. All right, that's been 67. We will see you out in the forums later. This has been Reset can be found at reset.fm or over on youtube at youtube.com slash david mccabe follow on twitter at mccabe io and you can discuss this episode and more on reset forums resetforums.com intro and outro music is by darylene find it at soundcloud.com darylene music that's d-e-r-l-e-e music Support of this podcast can be done at Patreon, patreon.com slash David McCabe. There's also some shopping links at resetforums.com if you want to use those. If you have a chance, please rate and review the podcast on iTunes. Thank you for your support, and I'll see you next week on Reset.